Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 16, Gone, is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Yes, it's me, Jessica Lee, here once again to talk about this franchise that, much like the undead creatures within it, will never die. And sometimes that is a joyful thing, and sometimes it is like, why are we even still here? But I know that everyone out there listening is here on this crazy ride with us. In which apparently you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself trafficking children. We have a lot to unpack this week. It is the return of Madison Clark. And you would think that we'd be like blasting the air horns and having a party. And apparently some of us feel that way. But we will get into it. There's going to be some spirited debate this week, I feel. But first, I better introduce the panel. But first of all. Chappelle can't be here. Um, he couldn't be with us tonight. He is the baby of the podcast, and Madison Clark stole him. But hopefully we're going to make it to Padre before next season so we can get him back for you. However, I did pull this man out of his tiny tree raft to come down and do the podcast with us. Josh Wiggler, how are you? Uh, I'm doing just fine. I am very sad that Chappelle is not here with us because otherwise, who is going to understand when I compare Madison Clark to cool kid Dean from the Rugrats, if not Chappelle. Uh, so I'll just have to save that take for another time. Um, but yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Very happy to talk about uh, a, a very monumental episode of the Walking Dead franchise. And also, of course, we'll talk about the end of Fear the Walking Dead season seven. But we've got some stuff that we could talk about for season eight already as well. And we could talk through some Tales of the Walking Dead news as well, because we've got a release date on that. And it uh, looks like, uh, I, I know I kept saying we'll never stop talking about the Walking Dead, and it seems like it'll be wall-to-wall, week-to-week-to-week. To week to week. We have a summer vacation! Not mad at that! Woo-hoo. That's good Yay. news. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, for one, am very excited. I feel like I have been talking about the Walking Dead for about two years without a break, so... It will be very nice to have some time without zombies in my life. Um, But, of course, that's not the full panel. We also have, coming out to us live from the fast food drive-thru speaker, it's AJ Mass. Can I place your order, please? Can I place your order, please? Guess who's back, guys? Guess who's back? Is Madison's back, guys? Madison's back. Madison. Although, doesn't she have a different name that we didn't find out? You're not Madison anymore. You're the Hamburglar now. Put on the suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except instead Uh, of hamburgers, you're going to be stealing babies. You you know, you won't be left when you find out. Technically, a Whopper Jr. is just a baby Whopper. (laughs) Your name is John Dory. Must be John Dory on the third all time. John Dory (laughs) the eighth. Yeah, your new name is Don. Don Dory. Oh, dear Lord. Um, yes. Yeah, Remember, so... Jess, all those times we'd be like, let's bring back Madison. Madison, you got to come back. You got to bring Madison Clark back. What is wrong with you? And then all the times we're like, I think that they may be laying track for the return of Madison. And then we'd get to the point. It's like, all right, you know what? I'm done beating this drum. There's not going to be any Madison Clark. It's not happening. And then they announce that Kim Dickens is indeed returning to the Walk Dead franchise as Madison Clark. And then many episodes pass with neither hide nor hair of Madison. And you're starting to believe, well, maybe it was just a joke again. And then, and then you get to the season seven finale of Fear the Walking Dead. And it is the grand return of Madison Clark. Kind of and then monkey's you think, paw nonsense is this? That's what that. And then you think, what kind of monkey's paw nonsense yeah. is this? Like, I wish Madison Clark would come back to Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, do you now? Mm-hmm. Well, we've brought her back, but now she's now she's takening children. Yes. So I feel like um, we definitely. Here on the Walking Dead podcast on Post Show Recaps, AJ, I feel like we uh, we occupy a very specific purpose. Uh, it is uh, it is multifold, and let me enumerate some of the purposes. Please, one is to um, incite the ire of people who say that we are way too hard on the Walking Dead franchise. Uh, two 
to incite the ire of people who say we are way too easy on the Walking Dead franchise. And then I think that there is also a clientele that's like, well, I'm not watching uh, either anymore (laughs) or I never did. But I kind of want to know what's going on in the zombie show. I feel like to those people, it is worth just very quickly summarizing what happens in the Fear of the Walking Dead season seven finale before we begin to take it apart, nuts, bolts and all. Um, AJ, could you like, do you have sort of like an umbrella overview of like why this is a historic episode of the show and some of what we get into? Okay, sure. So we spent all this season with uh, the whole tower stuff and clearly the tower has collapsed. So that is all behind us now. Civilization is in ruins. Civilization is in ruins. Uh, We have... Before the final onslaught and attack of the tower, Morgan takes Baby Mo to safety on a raft away from everybody else. And in this episode, Morgan uh, arrives on a beach somewhere and is accosted by a bunch of hooligans who think that Morgan has stolen said baby. And he is rescued by somebody we don't see at first who this somebody is but somebody kills all these hooligans and it is the return of madison clark kim dickens kim dickens og star of ftwd in the flesh we have seen her she returns and she has now saved morgan and we're thinking all is well huzzah the 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 they're, they're gonna bond no, no, it turns out Madison, much to Jess's chagrin, is part of the baby-stealing uh, racket. Steals Mo, takes her away to some sort of drop-off point, and uh, we find out she's been working for Padre. She's been working for Padre, this, this, this mythical land where everything's going to be right with the world that Alicia has set as her goal for oh, over a season now. Just a tad over season. She's working for Padre and their baby snatchers. And, and, and that, just the return of Madison Clark is, is phenomenal enough. But the fact that she apparently is working antithetical to our, our, our faves, unbeknownst to her, of course, is, is the setup for the big conflict for the future, I believe. Yeah, the there's a lot to like yada, yada, yada that we can spend time on uh, in the course of this podcast, Jess. But ostensibly, Madison has been stealing babies for Padre. Padre uh, is building a civilization uh, that has no interest in family, which makes the name Padre all the more curious. Uh, And eventually, Madison, who finds out that Nick and Alicia are supposedly dead, even though uh, we don't know that for sure about Alicia. We do know Alicia Debnam Carey is off the show. Uh, We don't know... For sure, if she's dead or not, but Madison now believes that. She's like, Morgan, I feel bad about stealing all the babies. I'll help you steal them back. We got to go to Padre. And they get off on a boat and they go onto the, another boat. And that boat is allegedly going to take them into further boats in season eight. And that's the setup. And you're thrilled with this. I'm, I don't think thrilled is the word. By, thrilled by this? I have a lot of questions Mm -hmm. is the word for this. And I really need Chappelle here (laughs) to punctuate everything I have to ask Madison Clark with ma'am. Yeah. Uh (laughs) You can hear him saying this, can't Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. (laughs) Ma'am. I need to understand the arc of Madison Clark here. The Madison Madison Arc. Yeah, Yeah, the Madison Arc. I'm going to zoom out a little bit. We are to understand that Madison Clark, last time we saw her, was trapped inside a flaming stadium with 900,000 zombies coming down on her head, and the zombies were also on fire. And somehow, Madison got out of that and was rescued by Padre, who then said, we know you lost your kids, so we would like you to make other people lose their kids. And then eventually we'll give you your kids. We will help you find your kids and your kids can have a job and you can come and hang out in Padre. But for now, 
all you got to do is steal some kids and eventually if you steal enough kids you'll move up the echelons of you know sparkle padre motion until you get to the peak and you've achieved like alpha level thetans and then you can then you can have your own kids and we'll help you find them my question is at that point they just let her go out into the world and then she brings the kids back to padre what is stopping madison from piecing out and looking for her own kids her own self is it just the oxygen mask because if it's just the oxygen that is weak that's weak sauce well, I do think it is just the oxygen at first, certainly. Uh, I think that's that's the buy-in. It's it's we have the stuff that can help you live, and that's the immediate concern. I mean, the entire area around where they are may not be directly in the nuclear blast. I mean, this is Morgan has traveled far enough away from that. But I mean, a good portion of the potential areas where she could find oxygen have been destroyed by a nuclear explosion of some sort. Um, that oxygen probably doesn't last long enough. They probably give her just enough for to do certain small runs. And uh, I think, you know, she's sold her soul for survival at this point. At, you know, when she starts with Padre, thinking that I'll get through this and then I'll get to my kids at some point down the line. And there is a turn. I think we do see some of this turn where she's like, when she finally hits the point, we're like, cool, now we'll help you find your kids. She's like, yeah, I don't want them to see me like this because she's not happy about what she did, but she still needs it to survive. I think she, you know, she made the deal with the devil and she realizes that, but what is she to do? She's not the type of person to kill herself. No, but she could just be like, you know, I did you guys a solid. I stole 700 babies for you. Maybe <laughs> you could exact just... figure, by the way. It, it was like 700 something in the, yeah. in the baby notebook. Yeah. And so that's another question. Where is she getting all of these babies? Because I thought almost everybody was dead in the zombie apocalypse. Well, they're like, not just babies. They're, they're kids of any age. They're, you know, everybody under 18 is a baby. Yeah. Actually, for the purposes of this podcast, everyone under 30 is a baby. <laughs> Fair. Um, it, it, still, if it's children, how many children? We have not seen 700 living children on across all three versions of The Walking Dead, and that includes in a community such as the Commonwealth that has 50,000 people. It didn't appear that there were even 700 children in the Commonwealth. So where is this endless supply of babies coming from is my question. Madison Clark can do anything she sets her mind to. So if she has decided to set her mind to uh, locating and taking as many children as she possibly can. I believe in her ability to to find some children. And so how much time has elapsed since the last time we saw Madison Clark? Since we saw This is a fair question. Um it is it is uh it seems like it's a couple of years between like the end of season three or sorry, the the um the stadium stuff in season four and when Alicia and Nick and Strand and um, Luciana find Morgan and Dory and uh, and Al, I think, or I, I don't know quite how long that is. But since then, it's been not a not an incredibly long amount of time, maybe like a year, year and a half to I would say two years maximum uh, so since then. I'm going to I'm going to even. I'm going to give them the most generous benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that, you know, it's been at least three and a half years since we've seen Madison, right? Great. Yeah. Sure. If we're going in real time, that's three and a half years. Great. In three and a half years, Madison Clark has stolen 700 plus babies. Yeah. What's the no. math on that? That's no, no. four babies a week. Yeah. She's stealing four babies a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disputing your 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 argument here on the uh, variety, of uh, the number of babies that are available in this time. Are we sure that she's not entering that into a master uh, collection book? I don't oh, believe okay. so because they're all her handwriting. Okay. And I they said she book. has by far collected the most babies. Like she's <laughs> at the top of the baby leaderboard. She's employee of the month. We understand. <laughs> I don't yeah. think this is, I don't think there's a central headquarters because that means that she's competing with other baby snatchers to collect the most babies. I think she is like a regional baby manager. And I think. <laughs> Padre probably has other outposts. <laughs> I think it's one one snatcher per outpost. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that, that's yeah. possible. Uh, yeah. 
I, look, I, I I grant you that. I, I grant a lot, but I grant a, you a lot of things. You know, I'm I'm just going way back to the fact that the you know Strands Towers glass was strong enough to survive the explosion in the first place, which I never bought. You got to give them some uh, leeway, and that's not a detail that I'm going to. Uh, to... It's the number of babies uh, that she has uh, yeah. captured. I, right now, I'm not going to do that because you know eventually that might become a plot, well, then... plot point that we can hammer home so let's let's uh let's then move on from the number the sheer catastrophic number it's not of, good of abducted children and so get away from the from the from the statistics from the figures to the heart of the matter which is madison clark's out here stealing babies is three and a half years enough time to convince either of you that Madison would go out and just start capturing babies and separating them, like forcibly separating them from their families? Well, I, it took Danielle Rousseau 16 years to get to that point. <laughs> and she was significantly more unhinged than well, that. Well, you was know, yeah, if you think that there are no babies in the zombie apocalypse, there's like there weren't a lot of babies in that 16 years until Aaron showed up on the island. More than there should have been. There were a lot of people on that island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They specifically had a lot of trouble conceiving babies. That's true. That they island. did have a lot of trouble mm-hmm. conceiving babies. I guess I guess you do kind of you have to you have to grade it on a curve by that metric. But I also Madison is a mother. That's her defining characteristic as a character. And you cannot sell to me that even in the most dire of circumstances, you would have a mother who has just lost her children decide that her entire reason of being is to steal children from their mothers. Although, I mean, clearly she's, you know, she may be a good mother to her birth children, but her stepchildren, Mm. what she wouldn't care about. (laughs) Good point. Good point. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I do appreciate that the return of Madison is sort of um, making me think all the way back to, to to the first three seasons of Fear of the Walking Dead, because that was a literally different show. It was just, it was a completely different show. The, uh, the Erickson era of Fear of the Walking Dead versus the the Goldberg Chambliss era. These are two totally different shows that happen to share the same name. Uh, and so seeing Madison back on my screen made me think of the Manawas for the first time in forever. I thought about like Travis and the shocking Travis death on the helicopter. I thought about Chris and his very unsettling storyline and his ending. It just had me thinking back to, I mean, I guess I was previously thinking about Ophelia. Ophelia. For, for other reasons. Ophelia. But I was going, it, it, the return of her did make me think back to this earlier era of Fear of the Walking Dead. And I, I, I thought that that was, that was fun. But to see the way that she is um, colliding with this new era of the show, it definitely does have me scratching my head a little bit. I think that the show is trying to find some ways to justify what it is that she's doing. They say that initially she is um, capturing children because the Padre people are telling her that they will find help her find her kids. So just to take that down, how do we feel about Madison as a mother willing to do anything she can to reunite with her children, including stealing other children. I mean, she's done this before. Yeah. Under like circumstances, at least as dire, like everybody should have died when the dam exploded. And yet somehow miraculously, literally nobody did, including Daniel who got shot in the face and then fell off the dam. Um, Doesn't doesn't have any scars. (laughs) Yeah. Still is not dead. Um, But she was able to get past the dam and nobody even said how it happened. So it wasn't even so traumatic that they had a problem with it. It's like they all just washed downstream. I feel like Madison would not be as, she would not be that desperate at this point. I think it was so soon after there was not that much time between getting rescued and starting up her new career in child relocation uh it's not enough time for me to buy that she wasn't going to try to do something herself like 
did she try to escape from these people? Did she at least like try to steal a truck full of oxygen and take off on her own? Uh, I cannot buy that this was her first option. Okay, and we might certainly see that since Kim Dickens will be back next season. So um, there's there's time for that. You know, like you said, they yada yada over the dam, and that was not a good choice. I, I mm -mm. think they can't yada yada. They can't yada yada over how'd you get out of that stadium. They they just can't do that. I I I, I don't think you can get away with that. Already did. I, I mean, kind of show already did. if she's on the show, I think they have to show. No, it. I agree. I totally agree. That's what I mean. Now that they brought her back, now you got to have the reason. Now you got to show us and and give us some of this backstory and like what what did she have to do to survive that may put her in a different light where we understand a little bit more about right. why she'll make that turn. Yeah, I think it's kind of, you know, I don't want to, like, rush the process and, like, tell the story at the right pace. And if it's not the right time to, like, tell us how she survived right away when we see her again, then, all right, you got to tell the story the way you're going to tell it. As, a, as, a, as an observer, as an audience member, I think that the, the, the quote-unquote death of Madison Clark was such a hopeless scenario that... I don't know how many times I showed up on this podcast and got laughed at for the mere suggestion that Madison could be alive. Definitely not as many as many times as Madison stole babies. Uh, it wasn't 700 times that I got laughed at, but it was a lot. And so she shows up here and the show is much more focused on establishing Madison's new deal and like what she's all about now, then it is interested at all in like what happened to Madison. And I kind of do feel like I'm walking away from the episode being like, I'm very happy to have Kim Dickens back. I'm my heart is open to what they want to do with the character and like how they want to contextualize her. But man, I really do think I needed to know how it's possible that she's alive. And I kind of feel like, Jess, that that should have been like, if not a cold open, then like a fiery open of mm -hmm. like, how did we get Madison? Like just out of show the somebody opening the back door of the stadium and coming in and like letting all the zombies walk through. Who are you? I'm Paul. Paul Dre. <laughs> <laughs> have it be the senator. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Like it's totally the senator. Bring the senator back and he gets Madison and then he's like, I got to go check on a thing. And then he never comes back. Well, I think this this gets to the heart of the matter of what, you know, when I direct messaged you guys after I watched the episode and I said, I kind of liked it. Like in terms of a season finale. No, it, it sucks as a season finale. This 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 is a great season, either midseason start kickoff to what's going to come or a great season opener. Um, it It's like last week had to have been the season finale, really. And this is the start of a new season, but they're just showing it months before we'll get to see anything further. I think this is a great kickoff to a new story. Like I, I took this, if this had been a standalone in the, in the, in this tales series, I would have liked it, you know, with different characters, I would have still bought into this at the beginning, middle end. And I don't really need to know what's happening. In this, the only reason I care about what's going to happen further is because it's got Madison in it. Uh, and Morgan, um, if we, you know, if we never saw any of those people on the rafts again, and they just took off and went on their way with a new new show, I'd be fine with that. To be honest with mm, you, I, I like I... <laughs> bring Strand just... in. Strand has oh, to come. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't need most of those characters. They don't make right, it. Right, right. You bring him in, and now it's a Strand alone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but like, I really like this episode. I liked I liked the structure of this episode. I liked how Morgan pieced together who she was and was able to give just the right names to prove that he didn't, wasn't talking out of his ass, but still holding back the information about Alicia and Nick being dead. Like, I, I, I really like the writing in this episode. I like the, the honeypot from the not-so-pregnant lady who kind of lured them both in. I thought this was a really good episode of a Walking Dead show, the only thing I didn't like about it is that it completely rendered the season seven moot uh, in many ways. It didn't, it wasn't the, ne the next step of it. This was all set up for next year and what we do next. And I don't think they closed out last year well enough last week 
to deserve doing this. It was a strange episode as a finale, for sure. Uh, it feels much more like a bridge episode, which I guess is sort of how like Game of Thrones used to do this, right? Where like the penultimate episode of a season was the really climactic one, and then the final episode of a season sort of was like on-ramping you to what was going to come next. Um, but I don't think that the Alicia episode last week was a, a really great finale either. So you have like sort of like a tale of two very strange Clark uh, episodes where I do think that this episode being the finale after last week's sort of like dreamscapey Alicia uh, extravaganza I do feel just like a little bit lost in terms of like, okay, so what was the point? Was it just like to play like radioactive cowboys? Cause I guess like that was fun to some extent and it looked cool and stuff, but I don't know. There was a lot of time we spent on this very podcast talking about where can they possibly go after they have literally nuked everything. Yeah. You cannot stay in the nuclear wasteland forever. It's not, you know, the walking nuclear wasteland. It is the walking dead. And we knew that also Fear the Walking Dead is a show that resets itself every two seasons or so. And, you know, we kick off half the cast, we bring in some more cast and we put them in a new situation. Um, and strangely enough, this still happened despite Madison Clark not being there to kill everybody in every new civilization they find. OK, so Madison is is back. She is alive in some, uh, she she survived her circumstances to to some end that we still do not currently know. Um, we're maybe really far out on why she's doing what she's doing or what she's doing. Um, but I have to say that I am pretty all the way in on Kim Dickens' performance at the very least. The scene where she finds out that Nick and Alicia are dead and she just collapses into Morgan. That was A+, plus. I thought. I thought that that stuff was really, really, really good. Look, Kim Dickens can do no wrong in yeah. my eyes. I am yeah. happy she's back. Um, I could quibble with many of the reasons. You know, many of the choices that the writers made to bring her back are terrible. But, you know, Kim Dickens, always excellent. A+, plus, no notes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought that uh, seeing her and Lenny James together was cool. Like, the two of them, like, basically taking, all right, let's take the original, you know, actor from the original episode. <laughs> of both, yeah, both <laughs> of shows. Of both, and put them together and say, all right, we're going in a new direction, and these are the two that are going to take us there, even if they're going to be flying a little bit blindfolded. Uh, I, I liked it. I liked that idea. I, I Again, I like the fact that you know, she rescues him, but she's not rescuing him really. She's there just to steal the baby, but then he ends up having to rescue her. And and it's because he didn't go to pursue uh, killing all these people at Padre that he was able to survive. You know, again, playing with that kill switch and, you know, maybe both of their kill switches meet in the middle or for her a kidnap switch. Uh, I, I really like where they ended up. Uh, like I said, I, I, they, they still have work to do for next season to explain how she got there. But for me, just uh, taking it as is that this is where Madison Clark is right now and meeting Morgan where he is right now, I thought it was really well done. And I, 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 I'm actually, although the back of my head is saying, you know they're going to screw this up. You know they're going to screw this up. But at least for now, I have optimism that at least there's an opportunity for them not to screw it up. They could, but so much of this universe makes no sense. Like, you, you know how I spent most of Walking Dead proper's last season half saying, how do they have this? How do they have that? That doesn't make any sense. Where do they get ice cream? Who's growing the sugar cane? Who's milking the cows? You're getting very little red hen about it all. Um, Padre doesn't make any sense. Padre is ridiculous, and it's a stupid concept, and it's worse than Radioactive Zombie Cowboys, and I've only been it in it for one episode, and I haven't even seen it, and I know it's stupid. What do we <laughs> think uh, their whole deal actually is? Like, if they don't believe in families as a unit uh, anymore, what are they building? Okay, first thing, first thing, how do we know they're not eating the babies? 
well, we don't know anything, but I would hope we won't. We do not go down that road again. I really don't. Padre doesn't sound for like the parent company of Soylent Green. That's not what you're saying. <laughs> no, but it doesn't. It makes you know Madison doesn't know that either. It's like, hey Madison, go get us some babies. Why? Reasons. Uh, they could be eating them. She doesn't know. Like they're uh, they're less friendly than Terminus. Yeah, although she might have been, she might have gone to hometown Padre before. She just doesn't know where it is. Yeah, so I guess maybe so. he's checked in on it. Um, I don't know that. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I would buy her doing it blindly. Although, again, the lure of that oxygen, at least initially, is going to get her to do it. Yeah. Um, I will tell you what's shittier than stealing children is uh, shittier than stealing kids from their parents is stealing kids from their parents and then taking their favorite toys as trophies. <laughs> yes. Like these are yeah. not good yeah. people yeah. with a with a vision for a utopian society. These are people that are going to eat the babies. Yes. Well, yeah, but we just spent a whole season where, you know, the the we had the, the plant worshiping teddies underground dwellers and and they weren't good people either and we were against them. Uh, but yet we still took in some of those people into our main group at some point. Like, you know, it's like there's always this bleed over, and like, oh, we take the, the people who are on the fringes who are just doing these cults spring up, they do whatever it takes to survive, and you know, okay, the, yeah, they're crazy, but at least they won't kill me. I'll I'll stay with them for a couple of years and hopefully something better will come along. And I think that's just kind of been the modus operandi of this show in particular, is like, okay, yeah, well, I don't I don't agree with what they're doing, but uh, beats being out there with the zombies so I'll, I'll i'll stay here for a little bit and then i'll make my escape um yeah i i think if we're armed with enough of us going in then at least there'll be a little bit of a faction i'm sure they'll they'll pull in two or three people who are like yeah i'm not really bought in but i'm here and i think that's where you know that's where the tensions can grow and you can start to create all these uh interactions with the good guys and the bad guys and you get a good get a good baddie and it all works out yeah, yeah, on a related note, I noticed a critical piece of information that Morgan did not reveal to Madison, which is that, okay, so the girl who killed your son, she's part of our group now, and we all love her. <laughs> eh, she's going to die soon. Yeah. yeah she'll be <laughs> dead soon, but still. Don't have to don't have to rip that bandaid off if she ain't there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, she, I mean, maybe he's just kind of banking on the fact she'll die and they never have to Yeah, her. they're not going to have to deal with that. I think I think is probably fine, but I I was wondering like what was it you know how is she going to react to finding out about the kids and so I I I did enjoy I mean enjoy is such a weird word I I I did enjoy and admire uh, the performance and I think um, Madison's reaction to that felt real it just felt exhausted it just felt like all of this and for what yeah, uh, I stole seven hundred babies and my kids weren't even and all I got was alive. this lousy news about my kids. Yeah, being all I got was dead kids. Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm interested to see where they take it. It seems like where they're literally taking it is to Georgia. Uh production on Fear of the Walking Dead is moving to Savannah for season eight. Uh and the word from the showrunners is that they are going to be it's like it sounds like it's gonna be like water world that they're doing like boat stuff and i have to be like uh remembering old fear of the walking dead again and being like hey didn't you do that i know you guys didn't but didn't the show i mean abigail was a uh, was a key location for quite some time was and that uh... it was the abigail uh the talk of the abigail again this season was that to get us like prepped for the fact that it was going to be another boat season coming next they did they spent i mean half the cast spent all the season on a submarine yeah it's true <laughs> so i mean if you're i don't care what the location is as long as you make it interesting to look at and have enough bad guys that are there that are because at this point all you're moving is from a location to another location to another location you know society doesn't exist in the part where you have to worry about the, the politics of it is like there's going to be someone in charge who's horrible yeah. and we're going to have to try and uh, beat them jess it's time for pirates right yeah, yeah. well there were pirates in season two but it's, time, it, but it's time for like yo-ho yo-ho a pirate's <laughs> life for me pirates it, is this is this the inevitable uh crossover event with our flag meets death Yes. Because if it is, I'm here for it. Drink up me hearties, yo-ho. Like, I think that that's what we need to be getting into here with Fear of the Walking Dead. 
season eight. Well, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride did have a whole <laughs> like upsetting thing with people being kidnapped and sold. So right, yes. Uh, I feel like uh, if we're not like. The question of like pirates versus ninjas. Okay, well, this show is not going to be able to answer that. But pirates versus zombies. If we're not getting into that, and if it's not, ah, I'm Captain Padre. Uh, I'm going to be pretty disappointed with season eight. Are we saying that Teddy's people was plants versus zombies? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Yes, that is what we're saying. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then we had cowboys versus zombies before that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When are we See, getting aliens versus zombies? Uh, well, they did that, that in the comic book uh, briefly. And I do think that that would be a great episode of Tales or a cartoon. Yeah. I do yes. think it's a missed opportunity to not adapt uh, the brief alien adventure in the Walking Dead comic books. This sounds like a bit to people who have not read the Walking Dead comic books. Not I assure yet. you it is real. Dragon fruit. Yes, it's a real thing. Josh used his safe word, so you know it's real. It's <laughs> my safe word. I'll use the 24 one as well. Ferragamo. I mean it. This was a thing. It's non-canon, but it is a thing that exists. Uh, speaking of things that are like independent in the Walking Dead world, can we talk about tales, the Tales of the Walking Dead news a little bit? Because that's going to be our next port uh, uh, to, to sail into with the Walking Dead franchise. Uh, and the word is out. August 14th will be the premiere of the six-episode series, Tales of the Walking Dead. The anthology draws nearer, Jess. Are we happy about this? Are we excited about this? I really thought that this was going to be two weeks from now. Got to tell you, woof! can't wait to have my summer away from the dead. Uh, give, me some, give me some time to like gear up for more Walking Dead. I'm happy about this. I will agree. I was way more excited about it when... I found out that it's not happening for two months. That makes me the most excited of all. Uh, I Absence makes the heart grow fonder. There's a lot of news in this that I think make me more excited about it. One of the pieces of news that makes me more excited is that it's only six episodes. So that's exciting. Uh, Then, of course, they sent a bunch of stills. And, of course, this cast is packed with people. And it's very fun to me when... Actors I already know from somewhere else join a show I'm I'm already watching. That makes me happy. Like Garrett Dillahunt coming into Fear the Walking Dead was very much one of those situations. And Maggie Grace and Jenna Elfman. I was just excited. I'm like, hey, I know those people. And now they're in my universe. And this is going to be much the same thing. Like, you know, what great deeds did we do in a previous life that we're getting Terry Crews in the Walking Dead universe? Yeah. I don't know what I did to deserve this. I definitely don't feel like I did much of anything. AJ, do you have anything? Like, what did you do that that blessed us with this? Um, you know, I will take no credit for the, for doing anything to bring Terry Crews into the mix. But I am maybe just all those uh, years of just fawning over her on, on, on film and, and just tributes. I mean, Parker effing Posey. Yes. <laughs> How did I know that that AJ Mass was a Parker Posey stan? Like it, you just you're just the type. Oh, House of Yes, Clockwatchers. Ah, oh, Parker F and Posey. I'm so excited. I and and I'm intrigued with the Effie Trinket get up in the still. <laughs> Isn't this the greatest thing? Like I, <laughs> Parker Posey, and Jillian Bell in the same frame, dressed like Adina and Patsy from Ab Fab in the Walking Dead universe. AJ, you and I have been so good. We 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 earned this. We deserve this. This, I mean, I'm 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 so looking forward to this. I I the only thing that could make this better is if they're part of an improv troupe. <laughs> <laughs> Say yes, and are they are they part of like is this sort of a Station Eleven situation where they're like a traveling <laughs> band of improvers who come from settlement to settlement and perform for money and food? Yes, please. Yeah, that sounds baby. great. <laughs> uh, that sounds really really great. The photos that have been released from this, I think, look pretty cool. Uh, I think that the whatever this Anthony Edwards uh, storyline is looks pretty fun. He's like going around looking like some sort of. Uh, 
some sort of like uh, he's like some sort of like a doctor who's on the run or something like that. I think that that looks pretty awesome. I think that the the uh, the one that has um, gosh, uh, who's the person that it has? It has Alpha uh, Samantha Morton returning as like pre Alpha Alpha. That sounds fun. Like I like at least like I do feel like I know enough about that character that I don't necessarily need the alpha story, but it's a fairly big get to get Samantha Morton back to the show. And I wonder, you know, what that opens up for other actors who are gone who would be down to come back for like a one-off. Would we get like the Ryan Hurst beta as like the uh, rock star episode? And where was he at the start of the outbreak? Things like that. Could we actually get like some kind of um, here's where Heath actually went and Corey Hawkins is down to show up for one. Could we get this is pie in the sky, but is Steven Young down to like do like a Glenn one off would be very soothing for the soul. Uh, yeah. So these are like the hopes and dreams that I have as instilled uh, in my heart by the, uh, the Samantha Morton storyline. I don't know. I feel like very um, probably foolishly optimistic about Tales of the Walking Dead. As a premise, I think it's really, really fun. Um, like I want to see different genres and different stories and different moods and vibes within the Walking Dead universe. And especially if this is a show that feels very different from week to week to week, that's just going to be fun podcasting because we're just going to have a lot of different things to talk about every single time. Shades of 10C again. You know? Yeah, and, and and freed and freed from the need to have everything stand in place because we're not ready to move the plot forward mm -hmm. on the season long storyline. I think it's really going to be interesting because you know the show proper when it did take the time to just do these one offs, these bottle episodes, they always like whether it's the Grove or whether it's you know. Uh, even if, well, the most more intense that I'm thinking of now, but like you have these these one-offs, or even the governor's backstory, or, th or things like that. Like I enjoyed those because there wasn't this need to like tie everything into what is going to happen and make this incremental progress and show that story, that story, that story. Let's have fun with it. Where you can kill them all off and no one's going to care. You can have the, the a chance uh, walk by of one of the regular cast to just just have it just be in the background and a, a little. Easter egg for us. I mean, is this how we're going to deploy Scott again? Sure. <laughs> you, can do a, you can do a musical episode. I mean, you can do lots of things without having to worry about really destroying uh, or you know, dumping the shark. Of, of Claymation. All, yeah. Well, yeah, community this soccer. Mm -hmm. uh. I, I want to back up to something that Josh pointed out. Um, he said he sees Anthony Edwards as some kind of wandering doctor. If this is canonically Mark Green, I will yeah. legitimately <laughs> never say a bad thing about The Walking Dead again. How would that, that would work? Hilarious. That there was like some sort of uh, that ER. Uh, ER like, exists in The Walking Dead yeah. universe. And, you know, Chicago got flattened and he took his doctoring on the road. Is Clooney out there? Of course <laughs> Clooney's out there. Yeah. Clooney's, Clooney's too big for the show. Take me to George, you cowards. <laughs> Or at least get us some Noah Weil up in here. Yeah. Oh well, he. Uh, I mean, this should that should be a gettable uh, no Noah, Noah Weil appearance. What was the show he was on? Librarian. Falling, <laughs> Falling Skies. Is that the one? Oh. oh yeah. Right? I, but Librarians has been off the air for way too long now. Yes. He needs another role. Yeah. He loves a post-apocalypse drama, though. I think he could be gettable for sure. Yeah, you know, you could even turn this into like the love boat and like bring like people who have worked together in other projects and bring them in. Like if this <laughs> if this run is successful and people really enjoy doing it, and these guest stars say what a great experience it was to, to like, hey, let's do it. Let's bring back uh, all these old old duos and, and, and Troy and Abed in apocalypse. There you go. <laughs> you know this that feels so apt, AJ. It's like. The 1980s had the love boat and the 2020s get the walking dead love boat. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had like a bunch of rich people having rich people problems on a cruise and probably doing a lot of cocaine and conspicuous consumption. And now we have the zombie apocalypse and people murdering each other for bread. That sounds about right. And yeah, I mean, I, what I wouldn't give for an episode with Joel McHale and Ken Jeong playing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Could be good. 
yeah i think well what other tv shows do you think we need to like fold into the walking dead universe here hmm. which other dynamic duos would be good uh just keep it in the amc family and i think uh bob odenkirk and ray seahorn you could have jimmy mcgill and kim wexler uh seeing if they can't con their way out of the zombie apocalypse i don't i don't love their odds in this world uh, they're good at surviving certain situations. I don't know that they'd be good against zombies. Not much that you can lawyer there. Can't really reason with a zombie. No, no, no. You can fool them, but not. I don't know with like the most elaborate of hijinks that Jimmy and Kim tend to get up to. Um, hmm. I think severance could be fun. <laughs> This is that's one way to turn off the severance procedure is to just turn them into full on zombies, AJ. Yeah, sure. I mean, just, severance yeah. is a zombie show in its own right. In, in a different way, in a very different yeah. way. I mean, I I, I still uh, I love when uh, the UK did the the dead set where they had the Big Brother set show. The cast was the only people who didn't realize there was a zombie apocalypse. I love that concept. <laughs> Uh, you could definitely get some reality stars in here and put them on like Survivor or, mm-hmm. like, doing a show and there's a zombie apocalypse everywhere except except on the tribe. When the tribe is spoken, they really are spoken because they leave, <laughs> get eaten. Yeah. Uh, Survivor, Ghost Island 2, actual ghosts. There you uh, go. That would be good. Zombie Island. There yeah. you go. Yeah, or uh, Survivor, <laughs> humans versus zombies. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um. It's like actual people versus the entirety of Ometepe. <laughs> <laughs> See, I still got jokes. I got you still jokes. got jokes. I, I'm glad you can joke. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Right. I'm excited for it. I'm really excited that it is some weeks away. I do think that like if we're kind of like taking this as an opportunity to just sort of like long view season seven of Fear of the Walking Dead, I think like it was fine, and I'm I'm a little bummed to say that because I think that the show has had its moments where it's actually been pretty good in the last couple of years. But then sometimes, like we get into like the hope family, we could do this, uh, and like that, like sort of like rah rah spirit to the show could be a little exhausting on a show called Fear of the Walking Dead, which should be kind of scary. You would think, especially uh, scary. Even zombies are going to be scary by their nature, but the show is literally called fear the walking dead not hope for the walking dead uh so the rah-rah attitude can be a little exhausting for me but beyond that uh i just do feel like the show can also get into these like very cyclical rhythms of aj to your point of like just not like pushing forward far enough because they're like saving things for later and that energy can be really really tiring and i felt like season seven of fear of the walking dead was saving things for later in a way that later never came. Um, and so I'm. it's like, you know, we're waiting for Godot, and Godot is for something to happen in The Walking Dead, in the Fear of the Walking Dead universe. And maybe that'll be whatever happens next in Padre. I am kind of inclined to think that I, it'll be more likely that we'll just keep spinning out and, you know, um rowing in circles if we're in boats like that's what it feels like we're going to be getting into next and so i do feel like i walk away from season seven of fear of the walking dead feeling tired by the show i'm really glad to have a break from fear of the walking dead specifically as a result i'm happy to have a bit of a break from the walking dead franchise for a couple of beats but talk to me at like the start of august when we're two weeks out from tales of the walking dead and i think that like the secret DM that exists between Jess, AJ, myself, and Chappelle. It's going to be lit with like, we're coming back. It's happening. I'm excited. So I'm excited for the layoff. I totally agree with you. Look, they could have basically taken the first, maybe four episodes of season seven and then just jump right to the last three. (laughs) And we would have gotten the exact same story. Uh, So there was a lot of of sitting around there. I will take one one point though i i i want to take a moment to congratulate them for at least writing themselves out of probably the tiniest corner that you could write yourself into is that nuclear explosions destroy everything and to be able to at least have worked themselves out of that uh to the point where they can now branch out kudos 
it, it did. It, it was part of the thing, though, is when you destroy everything except this building and that hovel. Well, your whole season is between this building and that hovel, so it's like you know you, you do get stuck. But that was a that was a tough corner for anyone to write themselves out of. So the fact that they even were able to get out to this extent, okay, we had a season, and there's going to be another season. So at least we got two season eight from it. But let's not look back. Yeah, I think anytime you look back on this show, you get whiplash. Filthy woman. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So is there anything else we need to cover? I guess we didn't really talk about like what actually happened in the episode. We were just sort of a little bit like she shows up and then she takes the baby and she gives the baby away. And then Morgan and Madison go off on a trip together where they're like, hey, where's the, the, the other baby that you could use to buy your baby back? And then that woman didn't have a baby, but she did give her baby to Madison or Madison took. The yeah, baby we didn't talk about earlier. the other woman in the crypt. I liked her. And... I thought she was cool and the crypt yeah. was cool. And I thought that she was actually going to be a character on the show. And Not I was season. looking forward to that but no no way you introduce uh, an interesting character you kill him off in the same episode this season that, that is sort of the vibe that's uh, the ammo this season and so then they die and then there's like the heads in the sand that was kind of fun i guess uh very uh i know that uh uh creep show is a is a touch point for for that stuff uh ted danson's head and what have you um so it was fine it was all kind of cool like it was a good action scene um, but there's just not much more to say other than I think like where it literally leaves us is I'll help you get your family back. We got to go to Padre, but I got no idea where we're going. Uh, and that leaves us with like, I don't know. I look forward to seeing the trailer for season eight of Fear of the Walking Dead. I believe that they are just about to start production pretty soon, seems to be the report. Yeah, sounds- and, and the fact that at least as far as... You know, we, we had some questions at the end of last week, like, oh, is this Alicia's final episode? And, you know, obviously we got confirmation that, that that's the case. And in show, we got at least confirmation as far as, you know, Morgan going, I'm pretty sure she's dead. She might be alive, <laughs> but you I don't always know. leave the door open. Like, you yeah. know, that, that's fine. But, I mean, I, I saw it as like a, that if Alicia had the show will zombie, proceed as if she is dead. Well, if, if that last scene was her, like, not really being healed, healed, but becoming a zombie and just her perception of life now in the zombie form, I thought that would have been a cool way to go out. I, and I wanted them to have hammered that home and made that choice. But I understand, you know, if well, Demi Karen wants to come back, bring her back. Absolutely. If she never comes back, you can believe that that's what happened. You yeah, know? sure. Absolutely. Like, I believe sort of that like Madison died in a baseball stadium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. allegedly on Talking Dead, they said she's still alive. Right. So it might be that when they finally decide to pull the trigger on ending the series, they just bring her back for the finale and there's like a tearful mother-daughter reunion or something. Right, right. 20 years from now. On Talking Dead, I do believe that Alicia Debnam Carey hadn't announced officially that she was leaving, so they didn't know. They had pre-taped it. So, Uh, you know, maybe the calculus shifts now that she has said, I'm not doing this anymore. Are you saying we shouldn't believe everything Chris Hardwick says? Uh, Definitely don't. Uh, you definitely should not. I've you been shouldn't. burned before. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think I got anything. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Um, want to thank everybody who's written in all season and has given us lots of great things to chew on, much like the zombies chew on the brains. I've enjoyed the Discord conversations whenever they happen. So please hit us up with your Discord theories. Um, if you're on our discord or you can tweet at us, um, you can tweet at Haymaker Hattie at Chappelle's underscore show at AJ mass and at round Howard or generally at post show recaps. And we'll, we'll get it. We'll discourse with you. Um, you can tell us how um, you can't believe we're still watching this show and let alone still liking it. And, or if we hate the show so much, how come we're still podcasting about it those are our favorite things um we also enjoy keeping you up as we said earlier in the episode we also enjoy keeping you up on it if you're not watching it yourself and we like to speculate so give us your best theories about what's going to happen next we love that too um i was gonna 
go to the next part of the podcast where we talk about what we're doing next and what else we have going on. And I'm proud to say I have nothing going on. Just enjoy that. You know, sometimes to take a break from the microphone is not the worst thing in the world. So I hope that you enjoy your time off, Mike. And I hope that it isn't as long as the layoff between now and the Walking Dead franchise and that we hear from you again uh, talking about some strange new something or other somewhere here on Post Show Recaps well, at some point. I suspect my announcing that I have no podcasts lined up will probably put some podcasts on my calendar. Mm-hmm. I know Mike Bloom has been texting me about Strange New Worlds, and now that I'm able to get caught up on that, I certainly will, and I'll be happy to talk about that at some point. And then, of course, over on Rob has a podcast, Amazing Race Canada is filming, should be finishing up pretty soon here, and we'll go into production uh, going to post-production and we should be watching that. Um, everybody in Canada will be watching that this summer as will I, I'm sure. Um, AJ Mass, what else is going on with you? Not a heck of a lot. Like uh, you said, this is a slow season. So Kentad uh, Svenzegar and I will continue our weekly uh, rewatch of uh, Criminal Minds on the Felonious Pundits podcast. And uh we're just about wrapping up season three very soon. So uh, moving on to season four and just two seasons away from Carrie Payton's uh, guest starring appearance in season Ooh. five. So. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, Does he show up with a tiger or no? No. In fact, you don't even recognize him. He's such a baby in this. Yeah. He's such a baby. Uh, no, no, There's a lot of uh, walking Sweet crossover boy. with, with that, yeah. uh, that little... Uh, Father Gabriel in an episode. And, uh, yeah, my, my son watches a lot of Teen Titans Go, which has Carrie Payton as the voice of Cyborg. So we, we hear him a lot in our household. Excellent, excellent. But yeah, other than that, uh, taking it easy, taking it easy, breezy, summer break uh, from Beat My Guests. So uh, just, just chillaxing and just uh, enjoying the time away from Los Zombies. Well, why don't you both just rub it in? Because we're so busy here on post show recaps. There's Dude, Josh, we have podcasts. jobs. <laughs> yeah, and mine is to do the podcast. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun gig, and I am thrilled about it. We've got a lot going on right now. We have already kicked off, even though it's not coming back until June 26th. The fourth season of Westworld is on the way. And we are in the process of catching everybody back up on all things Westworld. Myself and Joe Garfine are back online. We have brought Mike Bloom with us to talk through all things Westworld. We're doing a season a week. You do not have to rewatch everything. If we do our jobs right, we will catch you up on what happened during those seasons of Westworld. So you go into season four feeling uh, bright eyed and bushy tailed for whatever it is. HBO and Jonah Nolan and Lisa Joy are cooking up for us. So that's the big new one uh, of the week here uh, on post show from from my um, direction specifically. Stranger Things coverage still happening, even though Better Call Saul is in a brief offseason right now. Um, Antonio and I are continuing to podcast about it here in the weeks between the two halves of uh, Better Call Saul. So if you are enjoying that show and you enjoy the podcast, the podcast continues so many other podcasts that you can listen to. Just subscribe to Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcasts, and you will not miss an episode of all the various things that are happening here. About 100 podcasts a day, which by the end of the week brings us to the same amount of babies kidnapped by Madison Clark. That's true. But unlike the babies kidnapped by Madison Clark, uh, these things will not actively traumatize you. No, no. Not actively Passively, maybe. Actively, yeah, incidentally, no. maybe. Yes, yes, yes. So, but it's not our goal. We're having a fun time. We're having a fun time. And this was a fun time. I'm going to miss you both. And I'm going to miss, I already do miss Chappelle. Uh, but I, I think that the break from the zombie apocalypse right now is, uh, is not the worst thing in the world. And I do feel pretty hyped for Tales of the Walking Dead. I should probably lower my expectations. And yet, here I am being uh, cheerfully, ignorantly excited about what could be on the horizon with the zombie anthology show. I'm I'm very excited as well, but I'm going to try to do two entire months without anything relating to zombies. So if anybody wants to at me with suggestions for lighthearted fare that does not involve zombies, I'm all for it because that's the that's my that's my vibe. That's my like you know, zombie-free girl summer. 
That's what I'm looking for here. Well, maybe, maybe then Floor is Lava is for you, as covered oh. by Chappelle and Dr. Amanda with Rob on nothing but Netflix. Oh, in my household, we are Floor is Lava stands. <laughs> my five-year-old is a big fan. And I believe, uh, I believe they decided on uh, on My Little Pony next week. <laughs> oh, and they, and they didn't call me because guess what? <laughs> I've seen that new My Little Pony movie about five times at this point. Can we combine the floor is lava with the walking dead? And if so, can we call it floor the walking dead? I lava it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on that note, should we mm. close this out? I think it's will, will Magna to... guest star. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Love it. All right. That, I, we're not going to do any better than that. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you in two months. Good night, folks. Bye. Bye.